Hey, Northeast Pennsylvania, it's Rob O'Donnell here on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910980 AM, or anywhere on the Odyssey app. Go to your uh, App Store on Apple App Store, your Google Play Store, get the Odyssey app. You download it, it's free. You look up WILK News Radio, the Rob O'Donnell Show. There you go, you have us. You can also catch us anywhere you get your favorite podcast. Just search The Rob O'Donnell Show. Ask your smart speaker to play WILK News Radio. Ask your smart speaker to play The Rob O'Donnell Show. And I think you'll get the latest uploaded podcast, so it won't be today's as of this point. 44 degrees and sunny here at 309 on this Tuesday, February 6th, 2024. The Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. How's everybody doing? Another sunny day here in northeast Pennsylvania, 44 degrees and sunny. Come on, the beginning of February, how how can you beat that? We're supposed to be pushing 50 later. Let me see the weather while I got here. I think we're supposed to be pushing 50. Yep, 52 by Thursday and Friday. Some rain showers, but I'll take the 50s. Was uh, stopped in before last month was my birthday, the end of last month, and I had to renew my driver's license. And it's uh, should be an easy task this day and age. You do most of it online, and uh, they send you your signature card. You got to, I guess, go in and get your new photo taken. I was being told that uh, California just keeps using the same old photo. They don't update it. But got to get had to get my new photo taken, so I I've delayed it, what? Three weeks now, two weeks, and uh, went in to the DMV, and uh, hmm, that was uh, something, something uh, to see at DMV. Staff there was great. Uh, a lot of people there. Again, it was during lunch. It was between 12 and 1 o'clock hour. It was over at the DMV in Dun- Dunmore. And again, the, the, everyone who works there was doing a great job, very polite, very nice. Uh Strange to see who is getting ID cards and driver's licenses, though. And proof of your address could be as simple as a magazine subscription. Now, obviously, I didn't need any of that because I had my signature card. I'm already qualified for my real ID. So basically, I just had to bring that signature card and my current, well, now expired driver's license and uh, got my new one. But people getting IDs and licenses, and really, you couldn't tell who was getting what. Needed two proof to proof two pieces of proof of your address, and that could be as simple as a magazine subscription, from what I overheard uh, one person getting, and uh, was interesting to say the least. So I encourage you to next time you go to the DMV, be observant. It's a a fun a fun day. A fun. Uh, a fun uh, half hour, I should say. I was only there for about a half hour, so it's not too bad. I'm getting some text messages in already. Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, if you ever have a doubt about the immigration concern for our area, the illegal immigration concern, uh, go check out the DMV. Because uh, that will ease any of your concerns where people were showing work authorization forms because they were asylum seekers and showing a magazine subscription as proof of uh, address and 
and other forms of, of documentation. So I, I, sh I shouldn't say it's just that, but it was an interesting, interesting stop at the DMV. Uh, some breaking news this morning, and uh, you probably have heard it over and over again because rightfully so, it's getting uh, the recognition that it deserves. We lost Toby Keith, and uh, tragic loss to the music community, tragic loss to America, and tra tragic loss especially to country music. I had a, a personal interaction with Toby Keith back in 2004 down in, in Disney World. I was down there. My daughters were two. My son was eight. And we were in Animal Kingdom in Disney World. And uh, I happened to bump into Toby Keith. I believe he was there with his nieces and nephews because I don't think his kids were born at that time. I think his kids are younger. And uh, I ended up going inside one of the restaurants. It was like one of the the grab-and-go type pizza places in Animal Kingdom. We were waiting for the parade. And he, he had some handlers, you know, the Disney people with the red vest that, that always escort the VIP people around. But he was very low-key, sunglasses on, baseball cap. Unless you recognize him, um, he'd walk right by you, you wouldn't know. And, and I went up to him, and I, I didn't want to bother him. He was there with people and such, but he was waiting online. His The, the people he was with were ordering pizzas and stuff. And, and I just wanted to thank him for the music. Again, this was after 9-11. It was 2004. I was kind of just coming out of uh, getting banged up in my surgeries and everything. And I, I took my family down to Disney, and we, we went down for two weeks. Because, uh, you know, every time we go down there, we come back, and, and anyone who's gone to Disney knows this. Anytime you go down there, you come back more tired than when you went. It's really not a vacation. It's, it's, you go down there, and you're walking all day, and you're taking the kids here. You're waiting on lines. It, it's pretty exhausting. And uh, you try to fit in as much as you can. To show the kids, again, that was my daughter's probably first time there, to show them, and they were young, but still taking everything in, show them as much as they can. So we went down for two weeks to kind of lay back and take it easy and do it at our pace rather than that, trying to squeeze the four parks in, in uh, you know, five or six days. But I ended up bumping it to him and, and telling him, you know, how much his music meant, how much his, his patriotic songs, especially to, to first responders that were there that day. And, you know, how, what kind of connection it was. I explained who I was. And he literally stopped everything to listen and talk. You know, asked if, we wanted, if I wanted anything, if we wanted any pizza or anything to, to eat while we were there waiting. And I declined. I just wanted to let him know. And I, I didn't ask to take a picture with him. I didn't want to draw attention to him. It was a quiet conversation while, you know, we were online for this place. Not many people in there. Really, no one picked up on what we were talking about. And it was just, uh, you know, I... I think he realized, you know, I wasn't there to take a picture with him. I wasn't there to, I, I was just there to thank him. And he really appreciated that. And, and he, he said, he goes, oh, where are you outside? And he said, we're waiting for the parade. You know, it was like that, that afternoon parade that goes by at Disney Animal Kingdom. And um, I said, oh, we're right out front with my family. I'd love you to introduce you to my son and my, my wife and my daughters. He says, as soon as we get our pizza, I'll, I'll, I'll look for you outside. And sure enough, he got... His entourage, you know, these kids, they were kids. They were younger, probably young teens, and uh, some people with him. Got him pizza, and he came out, and he walked up and introduced himself to my wife quietly and shook my son's hand, took my daughter's hand. And again, I didn't ask, I didn't take a camera out. I didn't ask to take a picture because um, I, I didn't want to be that guy. I truly just wanted to thank him for the music he wrote, the patriotic push he gave America with some of his songs post 9-11 and I, I didn't want to 
commercialized that. And then now it's kind of like, oh, I wish I would have taken that family group picture with him because he's gone. But um, I think he appreciated that, that's, that it came more from the heart. I think he saw, you know, when I was talking about the pile and talking about, you know, when he was coming out with this music and such. And, and he went on after that to do so much with our military, so much with our first responders. And, and to see, to wake up this morning, we knew he was battling with stomach cancer. Things seemed to be better. He started to perform a little more again, started to do interviews again, and to find out, with, you know, we lost him uh, last night into this morning, it was just a, a shock because he, he is one of the reasons I'm a country music fan. He is, uh, him and Alan Jackson, their songs after 9-11 kind of got me and I've been a country fan ever since. Now, I, don't get me wrong, I love my good old rock and roll and such like that, but truly got into country music. And uh, I thank him and, uh, and Alan Jackson for that. And now I go to all the country concerts that are around here. I'm a true fan of country music. And uh, it's, it's, we lost an icon. He, he didn't really take part in the, uh, the award shows because, he, you know, he, he said how political they were and he wasn't going to play those games and he didn't go to a lot of award shows. He didn't win a lot of awards because he had that FU attitude towards them and they, they kind of paid it back with uh, snubbing him on things that he should have probably won. But, I mean, you look into his life. Here's a guy who was a roughneck. He was a, a rodeo rider. He was a bouncer. He was a semi-pro football player to support his family. He, you know, he did all these things and then broke into the music scene and kind of took it by storm, you know. Should have been a cowboy, and it went from there. So it's uh, it's kind of a chapter in my life because he brought me some therapy. It's the only way to put it after 9-11 and kind of kind of riled America up to... Uh, to get our footing again for a lot of his songs. And people say, well, he was just a musician. He was just a singer. He was just that. No, it's more than that. You know, when I was in college, my major originally started off as music therapy. And, uh, you know, there's so much I can go into to explain how how we interact with our mind and our body with music and how it, it truly has a therapeutic effect. And there's no doubt that this did for me. So we're going we're gonna to miss him. And his music will live on forever. And I'm sure there'll be tributes not only on this show as we take some breaks uh, throughout the show and come back with our bumper music but for the next years as far as the legacy of, of toby keith so he's going to be missed uh true down to earth uh, american patriot country singer like uh like no else let's uh move on to a little uh, local stories here i saw uh, the story in the times tribune that Aaron keating is the Scranton School District's new superintendent. It appears she's coming from Old Forge School District, and she worked in a couple other school districts in our area. And I wish her the best, and I wish the Scranton School District the best because our our kids deserve that. It was, I believe, only a one-vote no, seven-to-one vote, directors voted, for a five-year contract. There was one thing that jumped out at me. Before I get to that, she's no stranger to the Scranton School District, where she was previously the chief of leadership development, school operations, the chief academic officer and supervisor of elementary education. 
But there was one thing that jumped out at me during this, uh, in this article from the Times Tribune. Let me see who wrote this. Uh, Christine Lee, staff writer over at the Times Tribune. And it was talking about, you know, school board members welcoming her, you know, saying the day is yours, welcome to Scranton and such like that. This comment really stood out for me, and it's really the reason I brought it to talk about, other than wishing her the best and hopefully Scranton School District can move forward with great things to come. But Rosemary Boland, president of the Scranton Federation of Teachers, said the union would would cooperate with Keating. The union would cooperate with Keating. Scranton School Board, I understand you're the Scranton Federation of Teachers president. Who the hell are you to say you're going to cooperate with the, with the super, new superintendent of the school? How about you will cooperate? How about you don't have a choice? And I understand your union duties, and I understand if you're in the middle of negotiations, if you're dealing with disciplinary issues, but this woman has not served a day yet. And your stance is we would cooperate with her? How about if you don't, you won't have a job anymore as a teacher? This union protection for stupid comments like this is just incredible. How do you start out a five-year tenure for our children, right, to make a best education environment, fiduciary responsibility, and everything to do with the school district, safety, and your stances will cooperate with Keating? Well, how about professionally, if you don't, you should be fired. And I understand your responsibilities as a union president. I understand your union protections as a union president. I think you're pushing it a little bit there. Or what, you're not going to cooperate? Well, then you should be fired as an employee for insubordination. Because that's not your union job. You're not standing up for your, your membership now. You're not doing anything. You're basically putting your membership at odds before day one. So that really, as a parent, I'd be infuriated. And thankfully, she followed up with, we're committed to working diligently with the new superintendent. Well, I hope so, but the union said we'll cooperate. The union would cooperate with Keating. Interesting uh, interesting stance before a day one has even taken place. Obviously, this wasn't their choice and pick. Another shake-your-head moment for, uh, you know, higher education, for our, uh, for our supposedly our educators. shouldn't say higher education. It's uh, 323 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. You continue to let it play in the background there, Jake. It's Rob O'Donnell here on WILK News Radio. 42 degrees and sunny, 327. Great song there. And the, the video is even better. Should have been a cowboy. One of his first hits. Um, Toby Keith would have been married to his wife, Trisha Lucas. 40 years next month, March 24th. March 24th, 1984, he was born. He was uh, married. 40 years, Toby Keith. Has three children. Went to the University of Oklahoma. So often could be seen at the Sooners games and practices. 
we all remember his uh, feud with the Dixie Chicks back in uh, 2002 when his Shock and Awe album came out. That's uh, 1999, a How Do You Like Me Now video came out, uh, album came out. Then uh, 2002, Unleashed and Shocking Y'all, where his courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue, Who's Your Daddy, Rock You Baby, Beer for My Horses, oh, oh. Duet with Billy Willie Nelson. How could you beat that? I love this bar. American Soldier. Whiskey Girl. Some of the best. Some of the best. That's what won me over that year. I mean, I, I liked How Do You Like Me Now. That was a good album. But that 2002 was when I started really getting into country. And the uh, shocking y'all. And uh, like I said, Alan Jackson. How can you miss his, uh, his 9-11 tribute? Really won me over. That's when I started uh, watching NASCAR, too. So I, re- I went full redneck, Jake. Can't beat that. One of the cool things I saw on Twitter earlier today, it was actually a piece from Monday Night Football back in 1993. And it was right after the Dallas Cowboys had just won their first Super Bowl in 15 years. And it was sort of like a Dallas Cowboys version of should have been, been a Cowboy. It was really, really awesome. Yeah. And yeah, many times being up at Pocono Raceway, definitely, definitely remember her and Toby Keith, especially around, you know, 2004, 2005, around that time for sure. So sad, sad loss like you were saying, Rob. You know what I'm noticing on my, on my social media? My friends, my personal friends are all posting pictures with Toby Keith. So it just goes to show you how accessible he was. I mean, I have my own interaction with him. Again, we just discussed, talked. I didn't bother to take a picture because it wasn't about that at that moment. I would have loved to have gotten a picture with him later, but I, I mean, I, I probably have four or five dozen friends that all posted pictures with Toby Keith over the past decades. And if you look at your social media, I'm sure a lot of other people are seeing the same thing. Concerts they were at where he's right behind them and and looking into the camera and, and interacting or next to him at some things. I know they had a big uh, thing next door. Doc and Chewy did a big uh, um, tribute this morning talking about Now, they've had a lot of interactions here locally. I, I saw Toby Keith here at, at the Toyota Pavilion at Montage. Uh, saw him a couple of times. But uh, that's the, one of the things that stood out to me, the amount of friends that I personally have that just all over the place, from bars like Florabama in, in the Alabama-Florida line to concerts he's done where he's done pre-meet and greets to just on the street or or in Nashville taking pictures with them. I I just, like I said, there's three or four dozen of my personal friends all have pictures with Toby Keith, and it's just incredible that it just goes to show you he was just one of the people. All his success, he never forgot where he came from, never took his fans for granted. And, and again, that's just the stories that I I know and I've seen. So, uh, like I said, we're, we're probably not going to talk about a lot more unless you have a, you. a story with Toby Keith that you'd want to talk about. But uh, we're definitely going to play W-I-L-K. tribute with the bumper music coming in and out. So I hope you like your country music. We're, you, you know how we do it here, but you know today's a Toby Keith day, so we're going we're gonna to keep it there. It's uh, 3.31 here at WILK. We'll be back after the news with Paul Michaels. Ain't that the truth. <laughs> Ain't as good as I once was. That's for sure. That's for damn sure. Truer words were never spoken right there. It's 42 degrees and sunny at 337 here on WILK News Radio, the Rob O'Donnell Show. 
You can call or text the show at 570-883-0098. Got a bunch of text messages on the uh, union president for the Scranton School District, and they're pretty much uh, unanimous in their verdict of their opinion of her. So we'll we'll leave it at that. You can use your uh, imagination. Somebody said, have you ever heard of the Have You Forgotten from Dara Worley? Yes, absolutely I have. Another big fan of that song. I have actually met Daryl many times and drank with him. So, uh, yes, uh, the, him, Alan Jackson, Toby Keith, uh, those are the reasons I love country music. And then from there, you know, expanded to uh, to real country music, not the pop, whatever they're calling some of the stuff that's out there now, out there. Let's go to the phones. We have uh, Joe from Berwick on policy changes in the NYPD. Joe. Uh, hello, Rob. Uh, I've been meaning to talk with you about this for a while, and I've been working a bit in the afternoon, and that's no excuse to miss your show, but unfortunately, uh, it's what happened. No, you got to work. So, got to work. Uh, I know. Well, here, here, you know, about, I, I guess, a week and a half ago, maybe two weeks, uh, the New York City Council came out because they said one of its members were targeted or stopped uh, for, you know, just driving and doing nothing wrong. And they did this uh, change where they they said, uh, and you can probably elaborate on this, but they, they want these police officers now to keep really detailed records of everyone they stop and why they stop them. Can, can you, you know, say what's going on with that? Is that just another one of these... Uh, measures they're taking to, you know, basically uh, uh, make the police less effective at being able to fight crime? Yeah, uh, this city council member is one of the uh, Central Park four or five, the the people who were arrested and then let won a lawsuit later on saying they were wrongfully convicted, became a city councilman. He was driving around with uh, tinted windows with uh, out-of-state plates. He was pulled over for the tinted windows, identified himself as a council member. The officer, he said he was doing official business. The officer said, okay, thank you, have a nice day, and walked away. He went on social media and had a whole tangent on how he was stopped for no reason, and they refused to tell him the reason he was stopped. And then the, the video... The the body camera came out that showed that the officer was very courteous, very polite, very professional, and that he never asked why he was stopped over, why he was pulled over. And you can clearly see that you cannot see in the vehicle with the tinted windows. And so that's that's before this vote was supposed to happen. So a lot of people are saying that this was done purposely to bring attention so they could pass this no-stops bill. Which basically means now anytime someone stopped for investigative reasons, the police already have to fill out, fill out what's called a UF-250, a stop, question, frisk form. Um, what this is going to do is anyone they have interaction with, they're now going to have to fill out paperwork on who that person is. Um, now, based on whatever information they get, if the person refuses to get information, they have to write down that they refused in their general description and the reason they, they had an interaction. Basically, what's this going to do is tie up law enforcement uh, with unnecessary paperwork so they're not proactively policing. Uh, after every interaction, they're going to have to be documenting what's going on. It makes the officers less safe because they're going to be on their little uh, their little iPhones that they have to, to, to log all this in. And it's going to take needed time away from their patrolling and their observing and everything else. So th- that's the basic what this is going to do. Okay, that's that's kind of what it sounded like to me, too. I was going to say that same thing. It sounds like they're going to do more time doing paperwork and fighting crime. And, and you know, what the shame about this is, 
Okay, I understand this is one of those Central Park Five, and, and he supposedly was, was wrongly convicted. I understand that. Uh, going after the police does, does not solve that problem, okay, of being wrongfully convicted, because there was still a crime committed, somebody still deserves justice out of this, and, and uh, once again, the people who suffer the most with police being ineffective are, in fact, uh, the, the, the poor and, and you know, the, those that they claim are, are the victims of, of police, but they're the ones who suffer the most when police are not effective. Uh, it absolutely is. And, and again, this is this is there. Basically, they want to draw a conclusion that look at all the stops the police make. They're mostly people of color They're that uh, shows that the system is inherently racist when, in fact, the, the majority of crimes that are being reported are describing people of color. So, yes, of course, those stops and those interactions are going to be it, it, yeah. it's just the big circle of let's make the police the boogeyman so we don't have to solve the real problems like recidivist crime in America that, uh, you know, black on black crime, the crime in our Hispanic communities and our, all our communities in color, you know, as well as every other crime that's reported that the police investigate without bias. So it's as simple as that. Joe, yeah. we're going to have to leave it there. I'm up against the break. Okay, thank you, Rob. Have a good day. Thank you, Joe. You as well. You're with the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio 347. Well, uh, local property tax rates are increasing in 14 municipalities this year in Luzerne County, and one eliminated the levy, according to data provided by the county treasurer's office. The largest percentage increase is in Ross Township at 91.3% increase. While Hazleton City property owners will see the biggest dollar decrease, $136.90 for every $100,000 assessed value. Ross Township is already the third lowest in 2023. Tax rate in the county at at 0.23 mills. So the increase to 0.44 mills equates to $44 property tax for every $100,000 of assessed value or a $21 increase in 2024 per $1,000 assessed. Local tax rates are increasing by 20% or more in Dallas Township, 21.74, Courtdale, 25%, Duryea, 22.7%, Jenkins Township, 31.75%, and Wilkesbury Township, 24.99%. Other municipalities raising local property taxes are Jackson Township, 3.23%, Larksville, 5.26%, Lehman Township, 2.77%, Luzerne, 4.43%, Newport Township, 8.43%, Sugar Notch, 9.09%, and West Hazleton, 4.65%. The owner of a $100,000 property will pay $50 more in Courtdale, Dallas Township, Duryea, Jenkins, and Sugar Notch, $12 in Jackson Township, $20 in Larksville, $10 in Lehman Township, $16.70 in Luzerne, $35 in Newport Township, and $25 in West Hazleton, and $55 in Wilkesbury Township. Bear Creek Township was the only municipality out of 76 in Luzerne County to lower local property taxes, eliminating the levy altogether. The 2023 rate in Black Creek Township was 0.72 mills. So if you live in Luzerne County, that's pretty much what you got.
Ross Township being the highest. But again, they were the lowest to begin with, so that doubling is not much. It's time for the Bloomberg Money Mitt here on WILK News Radio. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. How do you like me now from Dobie Keith? 1999, Keith moved to DreamWorks Records, Nashville Division. His first release for the label was When Love Fades, which also failed to make the top 40. Upon seeing the single's failed performance, Keith requested it be withdrawn and replaced with How Do You Like Me Now, a song that he wrote with Chuck Cannon, and which had previously been turned down by Mercury Records. It also served as a title track to his first DreamWorks album, How Do You Like Me Now. The song spent five weeks at number one on the country charts and became the first top 40 pop hit with number 31 peak in the Hot 100. It was also the top country song in 2000, according to Billboard's year-end chart. The album, which was certified platinum, produced a top five hit, Country Comes to Town, and another number one, You Should Have Kissed Me Like This. It's his first album to feature songs co-written by Scotty Emmerich, who was a frequent collaborator with Toby. 2001, Keith won uh, Academy of Country Music's Top Male Vocalist and Album of the Year Awards. So the state's energy policies are exacerbating reliability, and blackout concerns are starting to uh, really hinder experts. Pennsylvania's energy future isn't only a question of renewables versus fossil fuels. It's a question of whether the state can reliably provide enough energy to meet growing demand. One problem is that power plants retiring is happening quicker than newer, cleaner ones get built. The shuttering has been driven by state and federal rules to mitigate pollution, but getting projects approved to build takes years and years. Meanwhile, the demand for electricity keeps growing each year. We're tinkering with environment without considering what's going on with the economy. Pennsylvania Senator Gene Yaw of Williamsport said during a joint Ohio-Pennsylvania committee hearing, my bottom line is that if you want to have the best environment, you need to have the most robust economy and you could uh, that you could ever come up with because then people can start thinking about the environment. Policy analysts warn that without continuous energy sources like natural gas and nuclear, a build-out of wind and solar will leave the public suffering. Our current energy policy is undermining the reliability of the grid. Excuse me, I had to sneeze there. Costs will rise when reliability falters. It's the worst of both worlds. He countered by experience. The electric grid that covers Minnesota and much of the mid-continent that runs north to south, arguing that state mandates for more solar and wind has led to power plant closures and heightened risk of rolling blackouts. PGM, the electric grid that covers Pennsylvania and Ohio, also supplies power to MISO. PGM states may be asked to share the blackout burden, they state. Supplying enough energy to avoid these blackouts could become the issue. PGM has about 253,000 megawatts of queued capacity to build out in the future, but the majority of it is solar, wind, and storage natural gas accounts for only 5,500 megawatts. Misio is a hairbanger for what our future will look like if we don't act, Ohio Representative Dick Stein 
stated, the energy policy of one state has others concerned that prices will increase regionally. Maryland, another PGM member, has seen the introduction of a net zero plan by Governor Wes Moore to require all electricity in the state to be generated by clean and renewable sources. And Illinois has implemented a policy too close to close all natural gas plants by 2045. State divides and state policy are affecting prices. As a result, the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission may revise its policies to ensure that higher costs tied to state policy choices are not spread across all states. The inevitable crisis, however, is, isn't on the horizon. We're turning a corner, folks. We have a lot of work to do. This is a marathon, not a sprint. It's going to take some time. He noted that Ohio and Pennsylvania's concerns have been noted by PGM, which has reformed its permitting process for new energy products to approve them and get them connected to the grid. But more work is required to grow capacity. The price signals are not correct now. If you get the market signals correct, history proven, it can be done. But as per now, there will be more demand than supply, which will increase costs and will cause rolling blackouts. So, yes, new sources of energy are good, but we got to stop throwing out the baby with the bathwater and closing things down before we have replacements. Sort of like what they're doing with uh, electric vehicles. Oh, it's... uh. Coming up on the 4 o'clock hour here on the Rob O'Donnell Show. When we come back, we're going to have Tommy Marquez, our veterans affair experts, like we do on every Tuesday.